You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. Good evening, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing the finale of Smash. It's so exciting. Season 1, Episode 15, Bombshell. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. Kendra Cabasal. Hello. And Sarah Mendoza. Hi, everybody. We have Ronnie Jr. in the booth. Hi, everybody. And (laughs) if you can tell, we are finale ready. If anybody's watching us on video, we have, um, we've got a little costume action going. We got a little makeup action going. We got some prop action going. And we have some craft services action going. We do. It's pretty exciting. I I am going to stand up to show off my dress because all you can see is like my shoulders and she's very she, Marilyn-esque tonight. Very she is we just need we a fan right now. I know. Ronnie, do you have a fan that you can bring up here? I have, of course I'm working on it. <laughs> and I'm wearing my fancy shoes. Her sparkly Ooh. shoes. <laughs> okay. Gorgeous. All right, enough about me. So, <laughs> no, no, let's do some more. Oh, more uh, about you. Have, you have, no, what? Our fantastic craft oh, services yes. is courtesy of Miss Tamara Bird. Um, the, AKA Marilyn. What did I call them again? <laughs> Platinum blonde, 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 blonde brownies. brownies. Platinum bro- blonde brownies. I made them up and I can't even say it myself. <laughs> and then I did bring martinis. We're just not drinking them um, because you never know when Eileen might need to come walk in and right. throw a drink in somebody's right. face. We don't want to stain anybody's outfits. No. Or get no. electrocuted. No, because that would be really bad. Right. <laughs> oh, those are tempting sitting right there. <laughs> the blonde brownies. Not they're on my right now. Yeah, yeah I know. I could, make them. Them. I could make them come over here, though, if you want to. <laughs> oh, and they will be coming over on They'll this side. They'll be empty after. Break. <laughs> <laughs> to what, Ronnie? To to, to I, I'm getting direction, and I just I'm not exactly clear. Okay, let's just get right into <laughs> the was, show. That was Marissa's hand, so I'll have to check. Uh, <laughs> Julia, Tom, Frank, and Michael. Let's just talk about the. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Julia and Tom <laughs> have. Are, are clearly opening the show by trying to write the last song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're yeah, running was, past the audience. Yeah. Get out of the that way. That was a great crazy. intro, though. It was. It was a yeah. fabulous opening to the show, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really it set like the tone. The hallways. Well, it was, was nice. the first cliffhanger of the night because we were ready to, you know, see who's Marilyn, and then <laughs> we have to rewind twelve, <laughs> 12, 12 hours, hours earlier. Yes. Uh, but nice. it was it was it was so exciting, and I just felt right from the start that the stakes were very high, mm-hmm. and that is the kind of thing we've been looking for all season. Uh, am I right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, we had it yeah. in the first episode. We had it starting to build a little as the show went on, 
it floundered, okay. and then they brought it back, it and now we're all excited. And yeah. we, it, it was a great episode, yes. right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, really we applauded. Great. It was high anxiety for me. I don't know about you guys, but the whole time I was just anxious in my seat, like all these things were happening. Yeah, it was a frenetic pace. The stakes were really high. Mm -hmm. And I I wrote um, in my notes that I loved the frenetic pace and that that everybody was just charged, just just charged with what's going on. And even that opening, uh, I guess it's the second scene where they're on stage and they're all yelling at each other and the camera's, you know, circling around them as they're arguing. Yes. That just really set the tone for me. It was cool. I really like that too. It's funny you brought that up because I wrote that down. And yeah. I, was like, I love the spinning camera. It wasn't, you know, didn't make you dizzy, but it just brought you into that <laughs> mm-hmm. chaos yeah. that was going sort on. Sort of made you everyone. feel like you were part of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're and part like, of that chaotic conversation. I loved Julia at the beginning of this too because it brought in Deborah Messing's comedic side that yeah. you don't get to see necessarily yes. as much. I felt like I was watching Will and Grace again. <laughs> oh, I agree. Like when Karen had to go make the phone call, I need to call my I need to call my fiance. Yeah. And Derek goes, you know, I need her, and Julia says she needs to make a phone call. <laughs> I loved it. That just cracked me up. Right. It yeah, was, was so good. much better than when she's slipping on the slippery couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't like the slippery couch no, very much. No, no. <laughs> but also the interaction between Tom and Julia where they're they're working to write the song and she's going, I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. He hands it to him. He says, yeah, not so much. Yeah, goes, yeah like, the yeah, song sucks. sucks. <laughs> so again, the, the comedy part that yeah. was, was really fun. The timing was really well. It, it, it was great. Yeah. And then we had, we had um, Frank come in here at one point. Right at yeah. the wrong moment. Well, of course, you know, my my wife left me, Michael. Right, exactly. Thank you. I skipped over that part for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you repressed it. That just, I, I didn't want to address it. Well, it. And, yeah. and took yeah. the baby oh, and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was just like well, a weird insert for me. But what did they expect? Sorry, <laughs> Do you, the two of them. Yeah, all the whole situation. I, I I don't know what he expected otherwise. Well, he. He has never faltered from his "I want to, I want to be with you." Yeah, but you know? it, it was always a situation hidden from his family. Right? And he was, you know, it was almost like he was home free because they were oblivious to everything. So now that they know everything, did he expect them to just be fine? okay with it? Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I would imagine he sort of doesn't care because he's, yeah. you know, he, he he was using that to try to get back in. I think. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Right. Sure. I think he was using it. Yeah. He was saying, like, so, Julia. Feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm single, I'm sort single, of now. right. Keep, keep rubbing my arm. And I did this for you. <laughs> was, you know, I exactly. came back for you, this and that, you know? Yeah. I wonder if just he, he was in theater too much. He was waiting for her to, like, burst in song. And I love you, too. Yeah. I'm leaving my husband. She's like, yeah, I owe you a song. <laughs> Frank, yeah, but Frank, Frank and him should have had a, a song battle, like a um, <laughs> yeah. like the confrontation song yeah. from Les Mis. If you guys know, right, that. right, there you go. <laughs> Wish there was a poster of Les Mis in the background. Oh, in the Did back. you guys notice? That? No, I didn't. In the conversation in the hallway. Can I just say that I love <laughs> like the bombshell my... poster? <laughs> it's a poster. Da- yeah, when they you? had it in the background. Yeah, I, I think it's it was really cool the way that they did it silhouette sort of but you can see the shape of the woman Mm -hmm. it was cool which is how they've been showing us all season (laughs) because we never would know who marilyn was going to be that was just a few minutes ago yeah Uh uh, one of the things that i wanted to point out was when michael and julia were on stage and he was bearing his soul and she was rubbing his arm 
it was it was a very it was a relatively public moment, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like she was she you know, she was okay in what she was doing. It was I don't think that there was any any expectation of privacy for her. Mm -hmm. And so when she when Frank left, I was kind of going, how can you how can you see that as being something that's untoward and and back you know, backstage or back room. Mm-hmm. And when she got out front, he he, he cleared it up and said, right. no, I didn't think it was anything right. that was inappropriate. But mm-hmm. And I think that was well written, too, because that was that mm-hmm. was plausible. I know the whole time you're like, this is impossible right? <laughs> for different situations. Mm-hmm. But that one was realistic. Yes. You know, he saw it and it didn't mean he thought something was going on, but he knew that they had something and that bonds is you know it's still there and it's difficult for him the the word that i wrote down at that moment was tenuous that there that uh julia and frank's relationship Mm -hmm. is sort of tenuous Mm -hmm. at this point or at that point yeah but then fish and chips comes along and everything's okay (laughs) right (laughs) i know well i i got scared just because of all the melodrama that does happen in this series like i got scared you know, in maybe my jealous mind, you know, knowing that my wife had relations with this man mm-hmm. not too long ago, mm-hmm. if she's touching his arm, you know, like maybe something is, you know, mm-hmm. blossoming again. Right. But- so I got scared in that moment. I was like, no, Frank is saying this. Now it's going to go all the hell and back to the melodrama. Right. But so, but but go ahead, Kendra. No, I just was gonna say I think at the same time he just he knows his wife, so he probably thought, oh, she's just a caring person. So, you know, all of those thoughts are all kind of mixed up in his mind. Well, and mm. one would hope he would know that, but yeah. right. Well, it's just gonna I mean, be hard to see Michael in any anything any yeah. near each other, and especially her touching him. Yeah. I could <laughs> see where he's. And he kind of like, says that too. Maybe, maybe I, sh- I can't it's, watch this. It's still <laughs> early, right? Yeah, it's, it's a early. little sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> That's Indeed. Healed, yeah. Indeed. Now, th- but the thing is, is that when that that moment that she had with Frank out in front of the theater after the Michael and Julia moment was the thing that led her ultimately to sort of writing the song that that I mean, it, it, it well, it gave her the moment of things are good and the good outweighs mm-hmm. the bad. And mm-hmm. and that was what Frank gave her. Right. Mm-hmm. Now. Did, did that show up in the lyrics of the final song to anybody else? It was about mm, sort of that there are good things yeah, and, good, and yeah. these are the things good to remember bad, about yeah. me. Yeah, and yeah, that may be the star. <laughs> don't forget me. Yeah, right? there was a little hint in there. Yeah, there it was. was, it was it. I guess envelope. I thought that was even the name, like the name of the song. Had something. The, the song was with. called "Don't Forget Me." Oh, okay, never mind. So maybe so, it just gave I her that good, up. good effort. Though. I made that up. It, it may, it may <laughs> you made the connection have, in your head. <laughs> it may world. just have given her clarity to write. I, to I think that's what it was. You know, set her back into okay. Let me just do this. Right, getting back on track because she's getting yeah. back on track with her marriage. She's mm-hmm. getting track back yeah. on track with the yeah. song and hopefully getting back on track with Tom and their careers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. if it was though, like a literal, like oh, now I have the name of the song, it would have been like her moment when she <laughs> bomb, bombshell when she thought of bombshell as the musical name. Yes. Oh, and he's like an actual light bulb going yeah. off. Yes. Back. Ding. <laughs> Side note: I was reading something. I was reading an article today, and and it was a really critical article 
Um, but one of the things that the writer said was, I can't believe that somebody wrote a Broadway show, even within a TV show, that has the word bomb in the title. What were they thinking? <laughs> It didn't even occur to me until yeah, I read that. I didn't think about that either. Because you're thinking of bombshell. Well, maybe we're thinking yeah. like, that's the bomb, like in a good way. Like yeah, bomb. but no. <laughs> you don't say that's the bomb it's about so a Broadway bomb. show. <laughs> that deserved an uh. Oh. Oh. I was trying to make... All right, my joke's not Julia worthy right now. <laughs> Before we go any further, I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for the ratings and comments that they've given us on iTunes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. I was actually reading them today and was was so pleased that people are listening in and and saying really constructive and positive things mm-hmm. about, about what we're doing. And we really appreciate it. So please continue because we do read them. We do listen to your feedback. And it really helps us out when you rate us and make comments. So thank you for that, all of our listeners. Thank okay, let's move move on to Eileen. Let's talk about Eileen. <laughs> Eileen, who was not on board with Karen being named no. from, from the very beginning, was uh, not on board with Karen being named Marilyn. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she never wavered from that, right. really. I mean, she was just pretty much the whole time. She's more about practicality, I think, and yes. she's thinking... Ivy knows two-thirds of the musical already, so it would make more sense to just train her for the last third instead of teaching the whole thing to Karen. Mm-hmm. Although if I'm Mylene and Ellis comes up and tells me Ivy should be it, I'm going, oh, no, I'm sorry, Karen's going to be it. Right. Just, it would make be me the opposite. be the opposite. Yeah. Well, thank think- God for her firing him. <laughs> Yay! Finally. I know. Highlight of the show for me. <laughs> yeah. Tamara, you actually celebrated in the room. I did. I had to pause the recording for just a second and have a little, do a little dance. <laughs> Woo, she she yep. did her little, little shimmy. Cheer. I am a little concerned, though, that Ellis might come back next season. Oh, he will. I mean, oh, he, he even said to, he's but... like, this isn't the last that you've heard of me. Right. I don't care. I still want him to go to Cleveland. Like, maybe <laughs> really he'll do. be in Cleveland. Dinner theater in Cleveland. That's what I want him to be working on. Dinner theater in Cleveland. I don't think it could be much worse for someone. But yeah. So he he actually basically attempted to murder Rebecca. Right. And with the peanuts. Kind of just laughed it off. I know. Yeah. Nobody like, called, called the authorities, authorities or anything. Right. right. Yeah. Is there going to be no telephone call, follow no up, some consequences for this? Right. Yeah. He said this is a producer's work. I am a producer because of this. Yeah. Or because a murderer. Attempted, yeah, <laughs> attempted murder there. That was ridiculous. I, it, was just, it was just so great that, that he that he got fired. It just made me so happy. <laughs> happy, happy. It'd be better it if he was arrested at the end of the show. Right. And sent to where? Cleveland. Cleveland. Thank you. <laughs> Jerry arrives to talk to Eileen. Jerry, her her ex husband. How course. much money she invested? Her very smug ex husband, or soon to be ex husband, which is it, it's an honor of her that we have our martinis here yes. on the table. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the thing is, is that he's kind of charming, isn't he? A little bit. He tries yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. I could see why they got along. You know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. he knows his stuff. He knows his business. Mm-hmm. He was ki- kind of kidding and cajoling her mm-hmm. and. And I'm sure it was just really pissing her off. <laughs> but I think he thinks that's flirting, and she's just like, get away from me. Because right. I have a hot boyfriend. Yes, yeah. yeah, she does. Who makes $5 martinis. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that she doesn't want to throw on him. No, right. <laughs> I was hoping, I was thinking she was going to throw whatever she was drinking. The, yeah, yeah. The I was like waiting for it. Like, okay, here it comes. Because she wasn't making yeah. that big of sips. There was still a little bit in there. Liquid like, in the glass? Yeah. yeah. To throw it or she pretended to throw it and be like, oh, shoot, I drank all of this. <laughs> That would have been funny. funny. Yeah, Yeah, I thought there'd be a a, a good one, Kristen. I thought there'd be a a finale martini throw. What happened? I don't know. I I think they maybe used them all up in the beginning of the show. It got got a little cliche. I'm glad they didn't, but that would have been funny. That exactly. That would have been a great callback. That wasn't (laughs) sort of making fun of the fact that yeah, we know we do this too much. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Next season. They need more suits for him. That's the problem. Yeah. They're like, this one's on rental, guys. We can't get it wet. (laughs) (laughs) So also, uh, Lyle shows up. Nick Jonas makes a little cameo in tonight's episode. Nice to see him again, right? Always Mm -hmm. nice to see him. Yes. (laughs) And he's giving back her, was it a Renoir? The painting? Yes. A Renoir, I think it was. Uh, Giving it back. And and there was just a a sort of nice little moment in there. Anybody? Mm -hmm. Thoughts? I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, that he brought it back. I mean, he didn't have to do that, and it seems like people in the show occasionally are very cynical and just like take whatever they can. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice that this you know big star in in this set in this show yeah. came back and gave that to her right when she kind of needed it. Mm-hmm. Most. Yeah. She had her little venting moment with him, mm-hmm. which was, she needed. Yeah. And and yeah, I thought Since it was her boyfriend didn't show up. No, he was there. He was in the seat. He was in oh, the was audience. Watching. Oh, he wasn't oh, yeah. there. Next like. To- I didn't see him. He was next to no, her. No, he was in the, the audience just, during the show. Yeah. I mean, okay. he, I don't know. We don't know where he was. Or, or, he's definitely sitting next to her because he gave her one of those, you've got a hit on your hands yeah. looks yeah. in the yeah. audience, right? That is, nice. is that how you interpreted yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was proud of her. Oh, so yeah. He wasn't watching the show like how Dev was in the back. No, no, no. Right. He was in the production. Yeah, yeah, he was in the production, yeah. the proper audience when that was happening. But I, and I thought that was cute. It was nice to see him again. Uh, let's also talk about Derek because that's that's sort of interwoven with Eileen, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, her really being against Gar- Karen being in the lead, him being very adamant that she be the lead. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He yeah, just sees it. He envisions it. He yeah. sees her as Mary, and that Mary. was the thing he finally admitted to in the end, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only that, but he says to Ivy as she's crestfallen, heartbroken, you know, sobbing on the floor practically. He says, "I see her," mm-hmm. and she has something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. That's that was the killer. That yeah. was the yeah. knife to the gut. Yeah, yeah. Which she's used to hearing from her mom, or she was used to hearing from her mom growing up. That you just don't have it? She's not good enough. You know, the abuse that she kind of, Mm -hmm. which we saw at the end, she was looking at a pill bottle. And I won't fast forward to. No, you can. Oh, okay. that's fine. We're okay. we're kind of all over the place well, because it's a finale. Yeah, <laughs> there's I mean, we so can, much going. Yeah, we on. are going to be talking about Ivy a little a little yeah. bit more. But yeah. but you know, Derek went. They showed it in the the previously mm-hmm. ons. You know, you said you loved me, and then he talked about two. I think it was two weeks ago when he said. I slept with Rebecca just because she needed me. Mm-hmm. He he's so all over the place. <laughs> she and needed then my the, attention. And yeah. then right, she needed my attention. Uh, and then in this episode, he again he's starting to grow a heart. Right. Is he, he knows about love. 
Yeah, that was that. I love me though. (laughs) He's my favorite. No, I sort of like Derek too in a weird way. But no, but he. So when he said that, when he was like, and I do know what love. I know about love. love. Oh yeah, yeah. What did he say? You're a star, and I do understand. Whatever happens next, understand you're a star, and I do understand love. love, Or is he just? Making her think he's confessing love. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's saying he understood love and he got his heart broken. That's why he's a I jerk think now. he's <laughs> saying he loves Karen, but I don't think he knows what that I is. I don't think so either. He has I he think has he loves Marilyn Monroe. Anything that's a star. Or stars. Star, yeah. yeah. Whoever is in that leading role at the moment, he's had something with or fantasized Or he something. loves Broadway. Well, because he, you know, he's a powerful guy. He's a... a, a he, he moves in powerful circles. He can make people successes or failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, narcissistic. We've talked about that many times. Mm-hmm. You know, need to have powerful people around that that they can both uh, take energy from as well as steal energy from. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. You know, so feeding off of them the in, in positive ways, but also feeding it on them in negative ways. Yeah, like so, a leech. Right. Yeah. I think Karen's a good fit for him for that because she is so nice and he's able to mold her, but she still has his personality that he's not used to. He's so used to big egos. and She doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. Well, also, he can't. He can't really conquer her the way he's conquered everybody else mm-hmm. because she obviously has a lot of respect for herself, yep. and she's not going to just bend to his will. When she or... spurned him already, and mm-hmm. the you know early on when he mm-hmm. brings her over to his place and right. tells yeah. her and to the pilot. You know, strip down, she and she, and says, she says no. no. Right. So he's got that respect <laughs> for her that he doesn't have. For well, others. respect or sees her as as an unattainable. Thank you, right. an unattainable always, challenge. Yeah. Thank you, have. wise Kendra. <laughs> Is it my? Well, I won't. Say. <laughs> my level headedness. Yes, your 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 wisdom and level headedness. Because oh, yeah. the rest of us, and what they mean by that is me, are just oh, flighty and silly. Stop. <laughs> No. no, I work my flighty silliness. I do. She works it. Cheers to that. <laughs> but yeah, something, uh, uh, she's a challenge yeah. to him. And it was just interesting that they brought those kind of flashbacks back, you know, when he saw her in the dress, he was going through the dresses on the rack. Yes. And he's like, Marilyn, Ivy, no. Uh, Karen, and then he, you know, kind of glowed after that. So it was just interesting to see his thought process and Team Karen winning. Right. And it was for me, for me, I was kind of getting that it was just very visceral for him. He was he was not thinking about what the decision was. He wasn't he wasn't doing what Eileen is, which is, you know, what's the business decision? Mm -hmm. What's the you know, what's the smart thing to do? He Mm -hmm. was just being very emotional and visceral about it. And that's that speaks to his statement about her having something that Ivy doesn't have. Mm -hmm. It's that you know they talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. in showbiz that unattainable I mean undefinable it factor je ne sais quoi exactly X factor yeah (laughs) yes yes yeah and and yeah I guess they were trying to kind of illustrate that to the audience so we could see what he was feeling yeah and I liked how they did it I thought that was a really interesting portrayal yeah I agree Mm mm-hmm Karen. Well, he always goes back to the innocent <laughs> Karen, too. I think he's attracted to the innocent. You're right. He doesn't ha- I don't think he has any too much innocence left, mm-hmm. so he's really attracted to Clearly every time. Not. It goes back to Karen. It's like her in the more modest outfit, the early Marilyn. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the one he uh, fell in mm-hmm. love with. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Because he understands love. 
Right, because he understands. <laughs> Sorry. I thought <laughs> There's a little sarcasm there in your uh, voice for that. No harm, no foul. The, I, want to, I want to move on to the exciting thing that Kendra and I did on Saturday, oh my which was we had an opportunity to interview Leslie Odom Jr. So jealous. Me who plays too. Sam Strickland. Who plays Sam Strickland. And we had just the best time. We came in really early on Saturday morning <laughs> and, and got to interview him because he was in New York getting ready for a matinee yes. of Leap of Faith. And so we have some parts of this interview that we want to play. The entire interview is available on iTunes commercial free and it's about 22 minutes I yes, think it is yes. um, but we're going to play you a couple of clips of them and first thing I want to say is that when we started the interview with him he called in <laughs> and Kendra and I are in the studio we're all set up ready to go and I said hey Leslie it's Tamara from After Buzz and he goes hey and I go I'm here with and Kendra goes hey and then he st- oh, yeah. <laughs> all we hear is this screeching uh, girl in the background going oh my god I love you <laughs> I love this show. I love it this was show. like You're the best timing. Guys, I was, was actually just... in New York. That was me. It was you. <laughs> it no. was so cute because he's yeah. going, I'm, I'm really sorry, you guys. I'm really sorry. Oh, thanks. Yeah. He was so adorable. Oh. And it was like about 30 seconds to a minute mm-hmm. of cuteness. And he, and he comes back on the phone. He goes, I'm really sorry. And this is very new to me. This doesn't always happen. Oh. But but it, it was... it's very new. And it's and it sometimes happens when when I'm you know walking on the street. And yeah. it it wasn't was it beautiful? It really was. It, was. it really was. Couldn't have timed it any better for us to kind of experience that with him. Well, he's such a talented individual. Yeah, he is, and he's clearly very recognizable to people mm-hmm. now because of Smash. But he, it was adorable. Kendra and I were both tearing up because yes. it was so cute and so Aww. sweet. And unfortunately, that part got cut off of our interview because we wanted to talk about it. We we talked about it a little bit on the air, but it, it got cut off. Yeah. So so uh, Ronnie, if we can, let's play the first. We'll just play the first and the second clips one right after the other if can you do that uh we have a clip prepared so, okay uh, we'll okay this is the one where he's talking about the audition process and his connection to megan hilty so here's leslie odom jr who plays sam on smash any second now <laughs> here we go pay attention it was um Actually, one of the easiest audition processes I've had, really? and I'll tell you why, it's because lived, I've lived in L.A. for a decade, and Smash shoots in New York. They were casting out of New York, so I got to make a tape, which isn't always the best you know, way to audition. You, you do want to be in the room with the people if you can be. You, know, sure. you want them to experience you live, yes. but, but there's also a plus in making a tape because you can do it as many times as you want. You can get it perfect. You know, you can light it. The, you, you control your environment when you put it on tape. So I made it. I made a tape. I've known Bernard Telsey, the casting director, since I was 16 years old. And I went to an open call for rent in Philadelphia. And he cast me in that show when I was 17 years old. And, you know, he's cast me a bunch of times since then. Like, I, I've known Megan for over 10 years. We went to college together. I knew Neil and Craig, our, our executive producers from L.A. So there were a lot of people involved in the process, involved in the show that I've known for a very long time. I still had to work for it. I mean, they actually, they got my tape initially and they made me make another tape. They wanted me to pull some more comedy out of it. Teresa was like, he's great, you know, but can he be funnier? So I had to make another tape and sort of, you know, be funnier. But, um, and, and a funny thing is I auditioned for a different role. 
So when they called and, and told me that I got Sam, that's not the part that I auditioned for, but I was happy to get really? you know, happy to get it. It was really excited. Yeah. That's some good scoop. Now, did you know that Megan was involved in Smash when you were making your first audition tape? You did. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, we, you know, Megan and I are, you know, really close. So when she's in L.A., we, we got together. We Last pilot season, we both did pilots. She did Smash, and I did a show called uh, Poe for ABC. And so me, her, and my fiancé, after, after um, we shot them, we both went out for drinks and sort of, you know, toasted to celebrate and, you know, hope yours gets picked up, hope yours gets picked up. And hers went, mine didn't which was a bummer, but, you know, we ended up on set together, which is just the craziest turn of events. And Isn't so that exciting. crazy? That's so great. Yeah, actually, I'd like to get uh, deeper into the character of Sam. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about it. Um, he has so many layers. Uh, you know, he's a black man in America. He's a gay man in America. Right. He's in an interracial relationship in America. Um, all things that still today in 2012 um, present sort of audacious headlines and stereotypes. Um, you play him so seamlessly and so beautifully. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that, you know, when you're creating a fictitious world, because, you know, that's, that's what we are doing. I mean, it's fiction that, we're, that, that they're, we're creating on Smash. You get to create the world how you want to see it, how you wish it was. And so while, you know, I can tell you that, you know, I know guys like Sam, but, you know, very well and you know these my closest these are my closest friends and loved ones and stuff so but it isn't a world that that america i think has seen in this way before and um i think that that's the that's the power that you have when you're creating a tv show when you're creating art you know you can create things as you dream it and then it allows the audience to new dream and maybe you know oh yeah why isn't it like that mm-hmm. why why didn't why don't i accept my son for who he is why don't why don't i accept my brother for who he is you know and so i think that that's a great opportunity that we have you know we don't we don't have to tell it necessarily like it is right <laughs> you know in art we can take a leap <laughs> a leap of faith. <laughs> and I think it's much like the passion behind Ivy and Karen in Smash. And, I mean, you can be diplomatic if you'd like to be. <laughs> um, who do you think he's really rooting for to get the part of Marilyn? Well, good question. <laughs> I, um, I think that it's no secret that he's team Ivy. You know, I think that um, in in Sam's mind, you know, Ivy has paid her dues. That is that is his bestie. <laughs> he has seen her. You know, he's he, that's a talented chick, and he's seen her fight. You know, he's seen the you know he's seen her get ignored, and he has seen her fight for a decade. He thinks it's her time. You know, I I think I think it's very clear. You know, and that's nothing against Karen, and you know, I think that Sam hopes she gets her moment. Mm-hmm. someday but i think he would be disappointed well i know uh you also have some philanthropy uh going on and uh you support yeah. the uganda project if you could just tell us a little bit about that uh the uganda project it's not excuse me it's not the uganda project it is just uganda project uganda UP up. um but uh it was started by my best friend from carnegie mellon uh, he was in my class, and when we were 20 years old, we took a missions trip to Uganda, 
uh, for six weeks, and he comes back, you know, having had an experience, and uh, he started a nonprofit. When we were 23 years old, that pay, you, um, primary education is not free in Uganda, so if you want to go to the third grade, you have to pay for it. If you want to go to the sixth mm-hmm. grade, you have to pay for it, and, you know, there are obviously so many, you know, orphans and, and kids who, who can't afford that, and so Griffin doing his small part to change the world. He took on about 10 or 11 kids, and he just raised his money. And it's not a lot of money either. You know, it's, I don't know, five, six hundred $600 a year to, to get an education. So he set about, you know, uh, raising the money for these kids. And he's been doing it, um, you know, like I said, for about, I don't know, eight years now. And I've just seen them grow and um achieve goals and put kids through school. I mean, he set a goal and he is achieving it. So that's where, like I said, my money and my time and my talent goes to when I have it. And um, I hope people will do their research on Uganda Project. And where can people find out more information about Uganda Project? Uh, UgandaProject.com. Again, <laughs> simplicity is the answer there. Brother, it's nice to eat a Wow. Okay. (laughs) And the the last thing that we want to give you is Leslie's Twitter handle. It's Leslie Odom Jr. L e s l i e o d o m j r on Twitter. So do listen to the full interview on iTunes. It was so fun to do. And Kendra and I feel like we're good friends with him now. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw him on screen today. We're like, that's our friend. That's our friend. He's our friend. He's he's a lovely, sweet, generous. Very, very talented guy. Mm-hmm. He and sounds great. He really is. He really He's is. Smart. We were very lucky. Thank you, Kendra, for getting him in the first place. Thank and you, Leslie. We were very lucky. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, yeah. Kendra. Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> Ronnie, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, Amazon while we're at this point here in life? Uh, that, that is true. Or we're getting would you please? A, well, we were doing about seventeen things with that interview, but yes, I know. Uh, sorry, yeah, There's no, a lot going we're, on we're, here, we're, we're, a lot. Yes, uh, afterbestv.com. Of course, if you're going to do your online shopping, we definitely appreciate that you do it through us. Uh, what that means is Amazon is the way you would do it before, but now do it through afterbestv.com. There is a banner on the top right side. It's next to the banner that says Maria Menounos on Dancing with the Stars, so you could clearly vote for her as well, right there. But go to the banner amazon that uh ensures that the great studio that you're looking at all the beautiful hosts that you have right there on the on the table uh that everyone looks good sounds good the whole deal so go get your amazon on so help us out with that okay so now we really need to talk about ivy and karen Oh my okay. So one of the I think I yelled the most at Ivy this one. I, I apologize. Why? For Talk, my, tell us why. Why? Why? A lot of whore calling. <laughs> it was you and I. Though. I was like, no, she's a whore. Get away. Get away. <laughs> you were so she can't do it. She's it. a whore. <laughs> I was being catty. No. Well, I felt like she was kind of returning to her roots, to where Ooh. she started off the series, because she was definitely she was she was very professional, always had a smile on her face and say the right things mm-hmm. in in the early episodes, really, especially mm-hmm. in the pilot. But she would be like doing little digs around the backside, doing deals, yeah. and I felt like she kind of was getting back to that this time, only in a really really big way. Yeah. Well, this time it was in the front side, she yeah, was doing the deals on the front. And yeah, it was well, even it was worse because it got even more personal than just you, you can understand yeah. almost I'm going to screw you over because I want to be the star but it's like hey look what I found this is your mm-hmm. fiance's ring he was in my room she doing stuff that, it's yeah. just 
dis- complete disregard for other people's feelings. She's mm-hmm. very selfish and self-centered. Right? Well, not only is she messing up with Karen's head, it's the production on top of it. I mean, it put it into even more turmoil. Mm-hmm. But it ended right. up working out. Well, yes. well it was her plot <laughs> to, to, yeah. to get that yeah. right. wig on. Yeah. That's she, right. know, she wanted to step into the Marilyn role, and she was scheming, how can I do this? How can I ruin Karen so that she would be out of the picture? Yeah, she's not mm-hmm. allergic to peanut butter. What can I do? <laughs> right, and it, right. Ba- and it backfired on her. Yeah. because. But And that was one of the things that I thought was interesting. So when, when things started to fall apart, Karen runs off. She disappears. She leaves breadcrumbs, like... Derek said, you know, to, into the wardrobe room of little little bits of Marilyn on the way. He finds her in, I think it was the wardrobe. or I think so, yeah. yeah. The, and, yeah, in her, in her that's, bloomers. Of course, that, he was following, like, who? who's naked? Right. You know what? She could be wearing a dress and he'd probably still see her in her undies. Right. You know? Snowsuit. <laughs> he sees and everything he so. in his undies. Just to calm his nerves all the time. He just pictures everyone in their underwear. Yeah, yeah. or just her. <laughs> But she's so they're in the dressing room or, or wardrobe, and she says, "I can't do it. My whole life is completely dot dot dot." You know, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't finish that. And again, earlier in episodes, um, Ivy was talking about she was having all the challenges with getting sick and taking the drugs, and she ended up using that those experiences and channeling them into her performance with Marilyn mm-hmm. and Karen had not done it to this point mm-hmm. right and and was not doing it right mm-hmm. here in this point and and Derek was the one who pointed out to her well now you have a heartbreak mm-hmm. and like any good director says use your pain right you know yeah right. use your pain channel it into into your art which is interesting because she's done such a good job up until that point. I guess that's what would set her over to being that star. Right. That's that's sort of where I was going yeah. was and that's 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 obviously what he was trying to get mm-hmm. out of her. Mm-hmm. One of the things he was trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. But very good point. I'm so glad that it, on it didn't go there, though. He's mad, though. Oh, oh, sorry, no. I'll stop. Where the sound effects? Don't stop. Ronnie's busy back there. He's got, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. I mean, I'm the sound effect tonight. But anyways, you were saying. Well, do you think that... Do you, you, you were saying? No, she was, do you, I don't I think she, I... Was I saying something? Oh. No, you weren't, actually. No. She was trying to pawn it off on you is really what happened right there. Do you think that it worked for Karen? Oh, you could see it in yeah, her yeah. eyes. Yeah. It motivated her, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. And I, she was great. As soon as she took the stage, I was like, she's going to show him. Mm-hmm. This is going to fuel her, and she's going to knock it out of the park. And she and did. And she did. It was I, very different than, you know, all the times Ivy had performed those songs. Both both very good, but different and in in their character. Right, so it was cool to see the how how Karen would the play contrast, yeah. yeah, the contrast, how Karen would play Marilyn mm-hmm. tonight. And mm-hmm. they still had. I liked her voice changed a little bit too. It was more Marilyn than I think we've heard her. Mm-hmm. Well, now and at that point where they were doing the number where the voice was changing, they they were doing the flashbacks of Ivy and having there were all some of them were flashbacks and some of them were just new footage or footage that maybe I didn't remember but it almost sounded like the they actually melded in the voice of Ivy was it just me or or did that seem I like over Yes. I think um, it was just Karen it doing was just more Karen. of an impersonation of yeah. Marilyn, okay. and they just end up kind of sounding the same, because Rebecca did yeah. the same thing at certain points. Yeah. I mean, 
at, yeah. at, at points, not mm-hmm. the whole thing, obviously, because she's. It was it was here. nice to actually feel something in the suicide scene because when Rebecca yes! Duvall was doing it, mm-hmm. obviously yeah. that was comedy, right? Because right? she's horrible. She was playing a horrible actress, exactly mm-hmm. for, for stage at least. Yes. Yeah. So then in in that scene when Karen was doing it, it was actually very good, and I felt something in that. Did you guys feel it was that? Really too? touching. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It well, was the fact that she did the reprise of you know Baby Grand. And Ugh, I think that added awful. a little bit more to it because she could carry the notes and she wasn't just speaking it. And then, right. yeah, Rebecca just kind of <laughs> fell off. But I thought she was going to fall off when she did it. But when when Karen did funny. it, it was more believable. Right. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, what? it was. What the? <laughs> what is this? That is not an appropriate we sound effect for us. Tammy was. What? I mean. Uh, Kendra was asking for sound effects. Oh, yeah, no, not that, that one. What an awkward <laughs> moment, though. We're talking about her committing suicide. Thanks okay. for thanks for Hirsch and Armello there, Ronnie. That was on. It did. Oh, it did. Funny. But okay, uh, he lightened things up a little. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about just the whole production. So, and and we oh, can, let's talk man. about the production and talk about the songs because the so the. What was it? Finale. Was it the wolf song? I oh. never met a wolf I d- who didn't love to, to howl. howl. So Great good. number, it was wasn't yeah. it? It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I wanted to dance. It was in good that. the first yeah. time. I know. I like that they did it differently because if they did it the same as when Ivy did it, then it might have not have been as good. But it yes. was different this time. Mm-hmm. And Karen. She's so talented. I have such a crush on her now. Karen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so, on your Karen. So, Miss Team Ivy, how do you feel about Karen yeah. being Marilyn? I'm... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm howling, like, okay. If we, we got it. We got it. it. Sometimes I don't know if I'm funny or We not. got it. So. <laughs> um, that was fine. No, that was she, she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they meant for her to do a really good job. Sure, of course. Sure. So, of there was, course, there was she's a, a talented. Small moment where Ivy was Marilyn before Karen came back. How did you feel then? When, oh. when she dressed up in the red dress. Honestly, I'm already at the point where I'm just so disappointed in her character. Like, I'm, I'm um, on your same ship where I'm like, she doesn't deserve it. Like. Ivy does not deserve this, even though, yeah, she might have it in the bag or whatever. Mm. Just the things that she did on the personal level, no way. Mm. Like, I wouldn't want her at this point to be Marilyn. Yes, I switched teams, Kendra. You know, it was I did. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. I knew it would happen. It's no. a <laughs> She's, she's always been whispering in my ear, and I always happen to sit right next to her. And she's yeah. always like, "Team Karen, <laughs> excuse me, Team Karen." But no, um, no, what were we saying before that? She's just so fixated on her win. No, just no, kidding. no. Tra- we're talking about the number the production. The, oh um, yeah, the, oh, the oh, overall production. The finale, yeah. really got me. The, it was a great addition. The last song, you yeah. That, or sorry, yeah. The don't forget me. The ending of the. Musical. Okay. I thought it was very Broadway. So that excited oh, yeah. me. I love going me to Broadway too. shows. And I was like, this is this is an ending number for it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think. And the lyrics oh, were just amazing yeah, too. I was too. Goosebumps when Karen was performing that last you know, because it, it it was a culmination of the whole season and yes. you know, she got her moment and mm-hmm. just that last pose with her arms in the air, the victory. 
Yeah. It really was just <laughs> like a, team, it. Karen. a yeah. great yeah. testament, though, to how iconic Marilyn is with the lyrics, how it was saying, Remem- don't forget me, you know, remember me when you sing happy birthday, yeah. mm-hmm. remember yeah. me when, you know, this and that. And they were talking about all these amazing moments from Marilyn's life. Mm-hmm. So I just thought the lyrics were really cool. It was cool I, how her arms framed her face at yes. the end, too. Oh. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, the, cool. the direction and all of the, the production design and the the cinematography of this episode I thought was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about that tracking shot, mm-hmm. the, the, the one later when... Tom and Julia were walking through the mm-hmm. yeah. through the th- through that gorgeous mm-hmm. theater. I want to find out what theater that I'm is. I'm sure a fan will be able yeah, to tell us. Somebody mm-hmm. tweet us or message us. Tell yes. us if you know which theater that is. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Um, but I have to say, I just really quickly have to say that the lyrics did not work for me in the in the final song. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I thought the music was amazing, and I liked that they that they brought in the Happy Birthday and Diamonds and things like that. But it it just it seemed. Well, it was rushed it as was, it was, right? No, 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 no. Actually, oh, no. Okay. It seemed a little cliche. But the argument could be made that Marilyn is a bit of a cliche. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, it, but it felt... It felt immature. The lyrics felt immature to me, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm not a lyricist, and I can't, you know, I can't, I don't, can't play that game, and maybe I shouldn't <laughs> even be criticizing. But but really, just what I want to say is that it didn't connect for me on a on a lyrical level because I felt, and maybe it is because it was an immature song. Maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe they were trying for that, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted it to be everything that you guys experienced it and I didn't get that. The music I thought was fantastic. I think though. it was immature symbolically because of, of Karen's kind of birth into this role. Well, I mean, it would be nice if that was the intention. Yeah. But for me, I I just left feeling like, well, that was kind of a silly song. You know, those were kind of silly lyrics. That was how it made me feel. So if that was... No, and I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, it. we're like, oh, it's our song. I think I was just caught up with lights. I'm sorry. And I, li- I liked the concept I of it. I really it. did. I just... there. It just seemed... I, I've already said it. I don't need yeah. to say it. I don't need I to repeat it. But I got the chills from, or goosebumps from the presentation. I wasn't necessarily, and, and I, I usually that. pay attention to lyrics, but I wasn't. I was so caught up, like you guys said, in yeah. I think just all of the stage going on. You know, yeah, going and on. and I thought, and all of that really worked for for me. But it was just the lyrics felt felt. I've said it too many times on this show. <laughs> felt a little how, silly. How did the lyrics? No, I was going to say, I've said it all season, you know, things, it felt a little silly to me. And I'm sorry about that because I I really wanted it to be amazing. I the package of the performance, I guess. And and I I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I'm really glad that you guys all enjoyed it because that was what they were going for. (laughs) It just didn't connect for me and and that's okay. Well, I think the song itself was very specific just to Marilyn, so it's not a universal song. So sometimes you get that in in musicals or any kind of movie where there's a song where it's just for that. Maybe that's Mm. the connection what makes a good song is is everybody can kind of feel that but we don't have you know when somebody sings happy birthday they're not going to think of you know a regular person they're going to think of Marilyn Monroe so you can't relate to the lyrics that way yeah perhaps that's my my only thing with that but I liked it I'm glad you liked it I'm glad you liked it Karen I thought I'm not going to because we're running a little bit long, and we do have a little bit of news. Let's scoot over to our commercial, and then we'll come back and do some news and gossip. Yeah. 
board here. I've got my madman with me. Kevin Undergaro. Phil Svitek. It's a madman. Every Sunday right after the show, 9.30. It's out on iTunes and YouTube the following morning. The structure, we give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts. Check us out. Please. Hello, everybody. Andre Fuller from the L.A. Complex, who plays Caldrick King. Night on the CW at 9 o'clock. After that, recap of the L.A. Complex, we talk about Raquel, we talk about sex. And you can catch us live at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead and swing over to YouTube the next day. You can rate, download, rate, comment. And we would love to hear your feedback. And we'd love to support the LA Complex. Buzz you later. For the real housewives of New Jersey. PM to see Adrian Vero, Deanna Vaughn. Fudge you later. Fudge about. They are really good. <laughs> I have any tonight? I'm going to, but I won't do it on there. Yeah, we oh. all. Tonight, oh, I inhaled that. which was yes. Thank you, fabulous. Kristen. I will be eating it. Little news and gossip. Uh, this is this is sort of news. Gamefly. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know what this is. So oh well, I'll tell you. you. As far as the podcast uh, fans and listeners or whatever, uh, Gamefly. There is a free 15-day trial. Gamefly.com/app. You know, exposing yourself to the 8,000 games that are on PlayStation. Basically, if you're wondering even what Gamefly is, but you are a video gamer. For video games. So think Netflix, video wow. games, ties it all together. Go to Gamefly.com slash TV and you're kind of. Thousand games? Wow. Wow, I gotta hook that up to my PS3. Awesome. Okay, quick news. We have <laughs> we had a listener write in with some talking about Angelica Houston's song September Song. Do you remember we talked about that we didn't I specifically had said I not doing it. We all liked it. We all enjoyed the song. But wrote in and told us that the song was actually written by Houston's grandfather, Walter Houston, in the 19th holiday. And it's been recorded many times since then. But we bit of trivia that we yeah. got about that song. Yeah. Thanks for the inside. You info. have some ratings news for us? Yeah, I have nights everyone can look those up uh tomorrow mm -hmm. but last week seven million viewers which is i think it's lower 
solid number, and they're coming back for another season, mm-hmm. so this doesn't yeah, right. matter at all. <laughs> and then one little bit of snark is Mother's Day was yesterday. Yes. Uh, Deborah Messing rated number six worst mom on TV. <laughs> Nothing to do with Deborah Messing and and her. If she is, I assume she is. Yes. Do you have who? Yahoo. Was I just thought it was funny, and I didn't want to give it too much credence. (laughs) No. no. That her son Leo looks like he's forty years old. He's still living at home. (laughs) Instead of giving him tough love, she babies him. (laughs) She's having an affair. And if you're going to initiate that, don't do it in a place. We're just really critical. They went really into the psychological. Smash is what it sounded like. But I I just thought it was very funny. So that is our news. Can we just give a little prediction? What do we think is going to happen? Now, you're <laughs> in a second. Buzz TV. Lee <laughs> Odom Jr. scared the living daylights out of us on the weekend because. And he, he says in the interview, which you'll listen to, he's a little concerned about Sam and Tom's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. It's moving, sailing very smoothly. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's scared. There's no drama. There's no drama in Sweetness and Light. That happened. Deb and Karen. Mm. Uh, Deb Deb and Karen. Karen. I think eventually they'll reconcile. My prediction. Yeah. He was watching her from the back and he was just like, I I love her. But I think love should have brought him home that night. Uh, that not, right, it was the alcohol. Sorry. I think he's going to try. But it's over for the two of them. I, I think they will. They will have a rocky road to. Oh, Derek, you know it might be Derek. I because she's and she said my whole life is falling apart. Well, actually, her yeah, and so she's going to be exposed to all kinds of people and. All for, and I don't think Dev is going to fit into that. But Derek will. She loves Derek. Know. Any other quick know. predictions for next season? It's he does like anything with the pills. Let me just, just we have that. like nine months. We have a, my... No one could have a child. No. Oh. No, it's not going to. No. <laughs> yeah, let's start now. Let's oh, the just real quick. The last time I had this, oh, I was yeah, oh, right. Right. Yes, that's gonna that. be a Swiss baby. baby. You know, <laughs> went to hold her hand and connect with the. Oh, oh. look at what you, you know. Oh. I'm gonna get Frank in bed really fast and just be like, "It's yours." Right. Yeah. Maybe the twist. Maybe it is Frank's. You know. Twist. Maybe that. I don't even know. Uh, ladies, give me your Twitter. 
Kendra? <laughs> Kendra Cavasel. Should I spell Sarah Mendoza. Sarah with an H. Ronnie is... Tamara Berg. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. Monday nights, besides be asleep by this point. I oh, know. Thanks, Ronnie. Well, it's I'm been, trying. It's been a really interesting season. Like, just just to let listeners know, I am probably going to be doing the. Does anybody else have another show lined up? I'm Do you know what you're currently, you're currently doing? Currently on- America- nights at 8 p.m. And check all of our Twitter feeds to find out where you. There. Thanks for being yeah. with us, fans. Thank Thanks for being with us. For- Next season for season two of Smash. Mid-season. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Post comments or questions. Be sure to visit AfterBuzz Network. And this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz.